This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. You may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. This is it. This is the real thing. You've heard about it on the radio and seen it in the papers. Ten big acts for the price of one ticket. Behind this curtain, you'll see the Fiji mermaid, the giant red bat, the six-foot man-eating chicken. They're all real, and they're all on the inside. You'll see the Ethiopian glass eater. folks what are you waiting for admission is free to ballycast the podcast of the carnival sideshow and variety arts you're just in time we're gonna have a free show we're gonna bring out the strange people the weird people here they come now watch the doorway you'll see what they do you'll hear what they talk about they're all alive on the inside get your ticket and come in ballycast presents news and interviews with performers and showmen some important words of warning this podcast is not family friendly i'm not even thinking about it so listen at your own risk the performances and stunts described are not safe even for experienced performers never attempt them without the direct supervision of someone who already performs them please use your common sense and if you don't have any stop listening now here's your host wait a minute I have to be honest with you. My name is not Wayne Kaiser. In reality, I am Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. While traveling in the Orient in Tibet, I learned from mystics the power to cloud men's minds. And now, in payment to humanity for my past misdeeds, I fight evildoers wherever they may be. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Welcome to Ballycast, episode 142. Ballycast is brought to you free by Blue Ridge Entertainment, publisher of books, CDs, DVDs, and more for showmen, performers, and fans of the Sideshow, Carnival, and Variety Arts. The feature segment of today's show, P.T. Barnum's Great Buffalo Hunt. Around New York City, posters went up in the summer of 1843 announcing a grand buffalo hunt, a thrilling spectacle to be seen just across the river in Hoboken, New Jersey, and it would be entirely free. There would be breathtaking displays of roping and capture of the wild beasts imported all the way from New Mexico. The display accomplished by cowboys and genuine Indian braves. Also, news and much more, but absolutely no virtue signaling. Not allowed. You're on the way up or on the way out. It's Ballycast. Are you all wearing your masks? Excuse me. (laughs) 
On the Midway, Secrets of the Circus, Carnival, and Sideshow, a book on CD-ROM by Wayne Kaiser. Ooh, that's me. Assisted by hundreds of old-time showmen and showwomen. It's all here, alive, behind this curtain. Lifelong carny and circus veterans told us the facts, and they're all here. This book is not a happy clown book for children. It's the real behind-the-scenes story, and parts of it are not pretty. What's in it? My Carney Lingo Dictionary, the most comprehensive compendium in print anywhere. The secret backstage talk of workers in the carnival and the circus is a great way to understand the inner workings of the carnival lot. The secrets of dozens of your favorite carnival games, honest and, uh, otherwise. Which are winnable and which are always rigged. Find out here. Twelve full-length books from archives all over the world, like Sideshow and Animal Tricks, a how-to book by Hereward Carrington, and Houdini's book on working acts. Carnival foods, those great tastes you can only get when the show is in town. Recipes for 16 great carnival foods like candy apples, snow cones, corn dogs, funnel cakes, elephant ears, caramel popcorn, and more. Circus and Carnival Humor, contributed by veterans of the traveling life. Plus our own amazing dark ride. The prizes, crazy things you try to win from stuffed animals to balloons, from plaster figures to plastic swords. A look at prizes of the past and links to wholesalers today. Carney's only catalogs, 538 pages in our own click-to-read browser. See the legendary Brill's Bible of Building Plans, selling plans for rides, games, sideshow acts, and much more. H.C. Evans Company offered honest and crooked carnival games, gambling equipment, loaded dice, and more. Hex Manufacturing Company sold prizes from flash to slum. Plaster figurines, blankets, and just in case you might need one, pistols from a very rare 1933 original. The late Slim Price, old-time carnival showman and moderator of the Freak Show Discussion Group, said... If you have any kind of interest in carny or circus lore, this is a CD you must own. It's an awesome piece of work. I'm still finding stuff in it. It's a pleasure to read. Wonderfully written in an easy-to-read style. In close to 70 years of living and loving the business, I've never seen a better tribute and collection. Hundreds of rare photos in full color, plus many extra surprises. You'll be looking at this for days, and it will become a treasured part of your collection. Special website price, $11.99, including U.S. postage. There's a link on the podcast episode webpage or go straight to goodmagic.com. I apologize in advance for this dad joke. What do you recommend if your daughter wants to study equestrian skills? Doesn't matter. A course is a course of horse of horse. A word about large animals. A cow is a large animal. A buffalo is a large animal. That's a porcupine, a small animal. Your cat or dog are small animals tended by small animal vets. But buffalo are large animals, and I take note of this for one reason. I've recently seen, for the first time, 
some of the things large animal vets have to do. If you happen to see a large animal vet, suppose maybe it's your girlfriend, practice bovine palpation, also called arming. That's covering her arm in a plastic glove and shoving her arm shoulder deep in a cow's ass, feeling for the uterus through the rectal wall. Such vets do this twice a year for each cow to find out if they're pregnant, and when their arms emerged covered in whatever they're covered in, you will look at her with newfound respect. Ew. Seriously? So gross. And that's no bull. There is a sentence known as the eight buffalo sentence, which uses all three meanings of the word. It goes, buffalo, 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 buffalo. I'll leave you to parse its meaning. There's a Wikipedia article on it. You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. Can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. But you can be happy if you've mine too. You can't take a shower in a parakeet cage. You can't take a shower in a parakeet cage. You can't take a shower in a parakeet cage. But you can be happy if you've mine too. All you gotta do is put your mind to it. Knuckle down, buckle down, do it, do it, do it. Well, you can't go swimming in a baseball pool. Swimming in a baseball pool You can't go swimming in a baseball pool But you can be happy if you've a mind too Ball of on your back, but you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car, but you can be happy if you've a mind to. All you gotta do is put your mind to it. Knuckle down, buckle down, do it, do it, do it. Well, you can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. Roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. In his autobiography, Struggles and Triumphs, P.T. Barnum has a tale to tell. Around New York City, posters went up in the summer of 1843, announcing a grand buffalo hunt, a thrilling spectacle to be seen just across the river in Hoboken, New Jersey, on August 31st, and it would be entirely free. There would be breathtaking displays of roping and capture of the wild beasts imported all the way from New Mexico. The display accomplished by cowboys and genuine Indian braves. The crowd would be protected from the dangerous and famously ill-tempered beasts behind sturdy double-rail fencing. The advertiser was P.T. Barnum, and naturally he had a scheme to make money from it. He bought a herd of scrawny buffalo from a local merchant for $700 and rented some marshy land. 
He expected around 16,000 to make the trip, but 24,000 people showed up, unable to resist the lure of a free show. They came from New York to see the fearsome buffalo, and were a little surprised to see some underfed, docile animals milling about. The crowd's laughter and jeering frightened the buffalo, who broke through the thick double-rail fencing, which was really just a flimsy barrier, and escaped into New Jersey's swamplands. Barnum had kept his name off all of the advertisements, but he'd made quiet deals with the ferry companies to split their receipts 50-50, and a similar deal with the concession stands. Barnum ended up clearing over $3,500 for the single day. You might say that he buffaloed him. And that, as they say, is also no bull. Gals, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Dance for the light of the moon. As I was walking down the street, down the street, down the street. Pretty little girl I chanced to meet under the silvery moon. Buffalo gals, would you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals, would you come out tonight? Thanks for the light of the moon. I asked this to be my wife, be my wife, be my wife, and I'd be happy all my life. Skip to my darling. Buffalo girls, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo girls, won't you come out tonight? Thanks for the light of the moon. I danced with a gal with a hole in the stocking and a heel kept a rocking and a heel kept a rocking and a buffalo gal won't you come out tonight dance for the light of the moon Buffalo gal won't you come out tonight come out tonight come out tonight Buffalo gal won't you come out tonight dance for the light of the I asked on Facebook a little while ago what people liked or disliked about Ballycast. I got two responses. One said I should quit 
best of episodes they could always go back and get for themselves. The other said they hated the music. I like the music. If you want a no-music version, go to YouTube and listen to Ballycast Shorts on my YouTube channel. In the news, no one responded to my request to email me a photo that expressed hope for the future. Considering that I have only about 50 monthly listeners, well, let's move on. On the podcast webpage is a link to Keith Stickley's new book titled The Palace of Illusions Souvenir Book. If that's not enough to confuse you, I'm sure Keith will sort it out for you if I can arrange an interview. It includes the history of the sideshow and much more and apparently contains three free novelty tricks. So, follow the link to the book on Amazon. I'm still awaiting my copy so I can tell you much more. Keith's first book back in 2014, The Festival Entertainer, was great. Uh, A fair is generally a much bigger event. You have a state fair or a county fair. A festival is generally a more weekend-based, three, four-day event. So, you know, that's sort of the difference. I was mainly working the actual festivals. I did have a couple of fair dates that were nice seven, eight, nine, ten day runs. But I really like to concentrate on festivals because for me, they were easier to book. I wasn't working on an actual stage most of the time. I had to be rather portable, almost like a street magician without the begging for money all the time. And so that my act, it was just conducive to that environment. And so I ended up mainly working festivals. How do we get along now that we're trapped in the same room with stressed partners for an undetermined length of time? Headphones. They don't need to be noise-canceling. They don't need to be expensive. They just need to cover your ears and be playing something. Maybe Ballycast. I put a link to mine on the episode webpage. Fifteen bucks. I'm amazing. Marriages saved. Murders prevented. Ha. I'm going to keep that. You leave that in there. Whether you're podcasting, performing online, back in theaters or bars, try doing something different. For instance, the Ballycast podcast uses a very compressed mono format because not everyone has high-speed internet and the file size is half the size of stereo files and there's really no content that truly suffers. I use Audacity audio software. It's free, not a bad learning curve, and I seriously object to Adobe's business model. Pay a ton of money monthly for features I don't need or use, or you'll lose the software altogether. Performing online or elsewhere, Everybody else comes to the equivalent of WWE's wrestler entrance music. Use a free sound effect like crowd applause. Maybe a large crowd, maybe desultory scattered applause for comic effect. You can download free sound effects from YouTube with the free 4K video downloader, convert them to MP3s with the free version of Format Factory, And even if someone starts it late or very late, your professional instincts will carry you to success. If you've got something in your repertoire that you have confidence in, 
Nothing is more boring than recitation, like lecturers who just recite their notes without inflection or care. Bueller, Bueller. It's Stanislavski, the illusion of the first time. It packs quite a punch. Have you ever seen an amazing performance by a comedian, an actor, or even a street performer? Do you remember how electric that performance felt? Do you remember how on that performer was? How in the moment he or she was? You may have felt that what you witnessed was special, a one-time event, even though this performer had done it many times before. They understood the value of the illusion of the first time. That phrase was coined back in 1913 by actor William Gillette, the first stage Sherlock Holmes. In his speech, The Illusion of the First Time in Acting, Gillette conveyed the importance of an actor searching for and finding the words to express a character's thoughts, even though these words are predetermined in the script. He sums it up beautifully by saying that each successive audience must feel, not think or reason about, but feel that it is witnessing not one of a thousand weary repetitions, but a life episode that is being lived just across the magic barrier of the footlights. Website of the Week, available on iTunes or directly downloadable from the podcast's own website, a podcast called The Grift, a limited series of 10 episodes about con artists and the lives they ruin. Best-selling author and New Yorker writer Maria Konnikova gives us a tour of the darker side of human nature and deceit. Card sharks, cult leaders, art forgers, imposters, and more. I'm most interested in an episode titled Crooked Carnival. The flat store game is essentially a gambling endeavor. It could be anything from a wheel of fortune to marbles that have to roll into differently numbered holes where your aim is to amass a certain total. The main thing is that you are always this close to winning, and you just need to pay a little bit more to see the gains. So you're just a spin away, or a few marbles short of your required total. And if you pay two, four, eight dollars more, you'll be able to win so much. The amounts go up exponentially, because something always goes wrong. Your marble rolls into the hole that says 29, and 29, as the sheet of rules says, resets your total. The operator's really so sorry. It's just bad luck. The money adds up quickly. You are hooked because the prizes aren't stuffed animals. They're things like transistor radios and small black and white television sets. And the gambling spirit takes hold. Of course, nobody ever won the big prizes. By the way, the answer to why we fall for these schemes again and again, we do it because the grifters have practiced. They don't need to snag every mark on the midway. They just need to hook one at a time and play him for all he's worth. 
Another recommendation, Vox Talks on YouTube. It's a rarity these days. A calm and well-thought-out, twice-weekly short YouTube dissertation. A gentle reflection on a wide variety of topics by Sandy Toxvig. You know her. She's the British-Danish current co-host of The Great British Bake Off. She's also a political activist, writer, comedian, actor, and producer on British radio, stage, and television. Hello there. Come and have a sit down. You know, we're in strange times, and I do know that there are some people who are feeling a tad isolated, so I thought we could just have a bit of a chat. When I'm at home, I'll be honest with you, I'm quite quiet uh, and a bit private, but I would like to invite you into my favourite room in our house. It's the one, as you can see, with all the books. When things are taking a bit of a low turn, which they do for everybody at some point, this is the place I come to find a bit of calm. I think we all need to find the positive in this enforced separation from the world. And the bit I'm finding is how lovely to have the time to dip in and out of some ancient volume I haven't looked at for ages. It was in a little gypsy tea room 
In entertainment, at one time, vaudeville was king, but the movies were about to seize the crown. The new vogue around 1919 was for presentation houses, huge movie palaces with uniformed ushers and house orchestras. They also presented live entertainment, like big bands and several acts of vaudeville. New York's Capitol Theater, built in 1920, sat 5,300 people. Lowe's State had 3,500 seats. Others included the Paramount, the Strand, and the Roxy. Joe Frisco joked, Don't get caught on the Roxy stage without bread and water. George Burns joked that one of these houses was so large he couldn't see the audience across the orchestra. Through the 1940s at the presentation houses, you could see the likes of Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Kate Smith, and Judy Garland, and the big swing bands that accompanied them. Nothing else would fill the room. Lowe's Capital in my hometown, Washington, D.C., seated 3,400 and sat right on 14th Street in the middle of downtown. Huge, beautiful, spectacular. There, you might take in a bill that featured Burns and Allen, Cab Calloway, and six other acts, plus a movie. What must it have sounded like from the wings? Girls saved a few nickels, they'd go to a ball game. They'd let you in for 50 cents if you wore long pants, and 25 cents if you wore short pants. Once I figured out a way how to get in for nothing, but I caught cold before I even left the house. Presidents and other celebrities were in the audience regularly, and the casts of some of the films appeared on stage to promote them. Six floors of dressing rooms were backstage. The crew had to use catwalks to lower the three big chandeliers for cleaning. The stage could handle anything, including the Metropolitan Opera, which came about once a year. In time, all but the big bands and their singers, and the movie, of course, were phased out of most of the big presentation houses. They were all shut down by 1948 as the trend toward specialization continued. The big bands left for dance halls and nightclubs, and movie theaters evolved into the specialized venues we know today, with no stage, just a flat screen against the cinder block wall to the front. Radio City Music Hall, built in 1932, is the last remaining presentation house. If I may offer a personal memory of Radio City, we went on our high school senior trip to New York in 1966, and among the thrills was the Easter pageant at Radio City. 
When the lights come up in sequence on those huge arches that frame the stage, it's enough to knock you back in your seat. A few friends and I tolerated the Rockettes, pretending piety waving giant palm fronds in the pageant, and then suffered through about five minutes of Debbie Reynolds in The Singing Nun before sneaking out to take in the nearby neighborhood. I do not recall what we saw outside, but anything was better than the singing nun. Washington's Capitol Theater was closed in 1963 after years of declining audiences that could not sustain it for movies alone. As the Kennedy Center was being planned, it was clear that it could not compete with the glory that was the Capitol Theater, but the Kennedy Center would have six specialized smaller houses, plus it had parking. The Capitol Theater was demolished in 1964. All that remains is its archway facade, which is now the entrance to the National Press Building. Are you a fan of the sideshow carnival and burlesque? Have I got a show for you! Stop! Look through the door away! They're looking at Grace McDaniels, the mule-faced girl, Priscilla, the bearded lady, Emmett, the elephant-skinned man, a whole presentation of freaks, real people, the strangest people on earth, born to live. Ballycast presents news and interviews with performers and showmen, the kind of people you won't believe. Both swallowing swords while they're resting on the bed of nails on their stomach and they've got their legs coming around and they're grabbing them and the swords are on fire and then myself and Brianna Belladonna spit fire off the swords. A look behind the scenes where the average Joe never dares to go. We've got their attention, we've got their money, and we've got them in a seat, so they're strapped in to take the ride that we're going to take them on. Responsible information about exciting new acts. <laughs> I was hurt, I just didn't bother to notice. Well, that's why they put young and stupid in the same category. Wholesome entertainment for young and old. Oh, isn't it wonderful? He just called me a big festering bag of pus. Isn't it simply wonderful? Ballycast is not family-friendly. I'm not even thinking about it. So listen at your own risk. What do you say when somebody goes, that was that was simply disgusting? You all are, should be ashamed of yourselves. Thanks for your money. We have some incredible performers in New York. So you get women who were made fun of their whole life because they were flat-chested. You get women who were made fun of because they were overweight. And they all get on stage. And one is not a bigger movie star than the other. They're all just giant stars. Once I've got the toilet plunger down my throat, then I pull out a two-foot measuring stick. And I shove it down my throat. And I get it down to the top edge of the stomach. And everybody thinks I'm done. And then I push it the rest of the way. And they all go, <gasps> so much fun to do. You'll discover a new world, meet new friends, see plenty of things you've never seen before, things you'll remember all your life, and some you may want to forget. How many times can you stick a hook in yourself and not be walking around full of holes? About once every other week. Ballycast is available free on iTunes or directly from Ballycast.com. Brought to you by Blue Ridge Entertainment. Thanks for riding. Please exit to your left. Back from the past, 
From the pages of Amusement Business Magazine comes a huge catalog of plans for carnival games, joints, acts, and much more. Old-time carnies knew that they could assemble any kind of attraction from the plans published by Aaron Brill, and every one of them is described in Brill's Bible of Building Plans, 276 pages of fascination. And because you asked for it, it's now available as a PDF file for download for just $5.99. Get your carnival fix today. See it at goodmagic.com, where I also have a selection of Brill's plans available for download with more to come. That's goodmagic.com. See it today. Ballycast is produced by Wayne Kaiser for Blue Ridge Entertainment under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means you can keep it, copy it, share it with a friend, just tell them where it came from, don't change it, and don't sell it. If you enjoyed it, you can subscribe at Ballycast.com. And please, also see our web sales and support site, GoodMagic.com. Visit us, link to us, subscribe to the podcast, and most importantly, enjoy. Exit to your left. And that's no bull. Ew. Seriously? So gross.